Thank you for joining me in the first episode of the Rumble Podcast. I'm joined by the one and only Heidi Mendoza. She's an auditor by profession, a public servant, a wife, a mother of three, and also a painter. In this episode, we try to grasp the concepts of accountability, daring leadership, and giving voice to values through her leadership journey. This first part covers our conversation about her leadership journey, especially her values formation and motivations. It's quite unfortunate, but reality hits us that we easily forget critical points in our history that contributed, whether in a positive or a negative way, to our current state or situation. So mind if you share with us, ma'am, your role in our country's governance history? Well, of course, when we talk of governance, it's something broad, right? And uh, when, uh, since the question is about my role in the country's governance, well, uh, of course, I'd like to say that I have a very minimal role. I believe that every citizen has a specific role. Um, every citizen has a, a role in terms of uh, governance, right? Or in terms of uh, building good governance for the country. Um, good citizenship is a fact, is uh, responsible citizenship is in fact, I would say an essential ingredient of uh, good governance, right? Uh, I used to say that we deserve the government that we have, right? If we have a government uh, that we have, which we are not satisfied, I'm not saying we're not satisfied right now. What I'm saying is if we have a government that uh, we're, we're, which one, I mean, a government which we are not satisfied, then perhaps we deserve it. Perhaps we have somehow been lacking in terms of what we need to do. We might have been remiss in terms of our responsibility. Having said that, well, I have been an auditor since 1984. So I think uh, as a public auditor, that's perhaps the... Um, the only contribution that I have, right? Uh, we use uh, we used to do. I, I said I used to do audit of uh, government transactions because I'm no longer with the commission and audit, right? I started as auditing aid within the commission and audit, and as such, um, I do the work as um, the work of a team member, an audit team member. So you support your team leader, and most of the time you do the the. the the menial task in terms of reviewing transactions and preparing working papers. So to the use of the audit reports, I am confident that somehow I have contributed to the history of, um, I would say, history of, of, in terms of governance of the country. Just to remind perhaps our uh, listeners, no, um, you've been um, very vocal about the corruption that has been happening in our country. Um, and you have been um, at the forefront of the cases against the military and um, some government officials back in 2011. So um, beyond uh, or beyond this public attention that you've gained through the years, uh, how would you describe Heidi Mendoza or who is Heidi Mendoza? I want people to define me. I am very, uh, I mean, I don't feel comfortable defining who is Heidi Mendoza. Well, of course, uh, I believe that I have been vocal on issues that matters to the citizen ever since I started working as a public servant, right? As I said, I started as an auditing aide and most of the time I was just a team member. And even as a team member, I'm always passionate and vocal about the audit observations that we have. But of course, we have to maintain or observe certain confidentiality. That's why I have not been as, um, I would say, as popular as, uh, I'm not claiming I'm popular. I'm saying I, I'm not as popular as I was in 2011 prior to that. Because as I've said, uh, we need to observe some confidentiality in terms of what we're doing. But, uh, but 
I have always been very vocal about what what matters to the citizen, what should matter to every citizen. Uh, to describe, um, I'm um, I would say I'm a mother of three, and of course I'm married. Uh, right now I am um, I am I have I would say I'm enjoying a private life, doing painting, sometimes poetry, sometimes most of the times guard most of the time gardening. So that mm -hmm. is indeed a very, very, I would say, relaxed life, right? Like a relaxed right. existence, right? But mm -hmm. in the past, perhaps people uh, define Heidi Mendoza as someone who's very vocal. And most people think that, I, that I'm strict or something like uh, Pitian or Suplada or something, right? But actually, I, I, I try to be very understanding and I try to be very, I would say, um, Ma ano ako eh, madali akong makisama at madali akong lapitan. Yun yung masasabi ko. Aside from that, I'd like people to define na lang who am I. No? Mm -hmm. Ayoko nang magsalita pa kung paano ko i-describe yung sarili ko. Maingay ako, usually, seldom akong tahimik. At kung tahimik ako, isa lang yung ginagawa ko, either nagpipaint ako. Uh, when I am serious in terms of writing, like for example, when I'm writing an audit report or when I'm writing a paper or preparing a lecture for my class, gusto ko barefoot ako. Hindi ako makatrabaho ng may chinelas ako or may sapin ako sa paa. Yun yung mga weird na bagay para sa akin. So, most of the time, kailangan nakahiwalay yung shoes ko, yung ano ko, pag nagtatrabaho ako at seryoso ako sa sinusulat ko. I'd like to feel the, ano, gusto ko nafe-feel ko yung lamig ng floor or something. Parang gusto ko na nakatouch ako, naka-grounded ako kapag nagsusulat ako or kapag seryoso ako sa ginagawa ko. Hindi ako masyadong madaling makumbinse. So siguro dahil nga sa uh, part of my training. No? And then uh, usually as auditors, of course, we, we always want to be guided by facts. And then we'd like to an we, we, we like to analyze. Meron tayong hobby na when you are given some set of numbers, I always believe that accounting is about relationship of numbers. So yun ang like on definition ng accounting. Accounting is about relationship of numbers. So bigyan mo ako ng numbers, I will not be adding them or subtracting them or doing a computation or mathematical uh, equation. I would rather be thinking what is the relationship behind these numbers. And that's perhaps my training ever since I started working in auditing aid. To the time that I was appointed as uh, an audit commissioner, I am a believer in terms of um, na everything you do, I uh, you have to be accountable for that. So sometimes sabi ko nga, uh, we pay the price of who we are. We, the, we pay the price for being who we are. So siguro kaya ako takot i-define ko sino ko. Dahil there are some experiences na... I would say, of course, taken as a whole, they're good. But then, hindi ganun naging madali. Medyo mahirap. And I would like to say na, kasi kapag nakilala ka as an ad advocate of anti-corruption or good governance, uh, marami yung expectations. At kung minsan, hindi nila ma-segregate yung public life mo sa private life mo. So, medyo mahirap then If you set the standards too high, hindi madali yung buhay. Siyempre, masarap yung buhay na malaya ka lang, di ba? But most of the time, yun ang nakita ko eh. Uh, kapag ikaw yung nagsalita laban sa masama, laban sa tiwale, uh, ikaw ay maraming kalaban or maraming mambabas or something. No? Pero I don't mind. Hindi naman ako takot ibash kasi 
I always speak what I believe in and then I am confident and I always um I'm I would say matapang ako ipaglaban ko yung aking pinaniniwalaan. Sometimes of course it's a disadvantage kasi nagiging matigas ang ulo, di ba? So yun lang siguro marami ko nang masabi. Mahilig ako sumayaw, mahilig ako kumanta kahit na hindi 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 bagay sa akin ang kumanta. Right. Sa akin, it's an expression of ano. I believe that uh you can uh, sing to your heart's desire no? as if there's no one listening. Ganon din ako magtrabaho. Mag nagtrabaho ako parang walang bukas. Hindi ako makakatulog hanggat uh, hindi ko natatapos o hindi ko nakikita yung gusto kong makita. That's how I do audit. No? Pag, may hinan, pag meron kami mga information na nasa ano namin, hanggat meron akong observation na binibuild, hanggat hindi ko nakikita na solid yung ginawa ko, I wouldn't trust. Yun yung aking ano. Sa, sa akin, uh, dapat yung work mo yung nagsasalita para sa'yo. Parang yung measurement ng ano mo is is the way you do your work. Yung sabi ko nga eh kung pinapahalagahan mo yung mukha mo, kung gusto mo maganda ka parate at uh, 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 ano to, appealing sa lahat ng tao, then dapat yung trabaho mo ganun din. Ta- trabaho mm-hmm. mo dapat nakaka-connect sa common na tao. And that's been also my passion when I entered government, no. Sometimes audit is uh, too formal, too structured, too rigid, no. But I guess the challenge is how do you bring the audit results? How do you make the audit report communicate to the ordinary citizens no kasi kung sabihin mo na nagkaroon ng pandaraya o kaya sabihin mo na ay ang gobyernong to ay parami nang parami ang utang what is it to an ordinary citizen hangga't hindi mo siya nare-relate doon sa pagkakaroon right. ng pagkain sa mesa walang kwenta yung audit reports so your report must be able to communicate exactly the message that is being um, written or that is being an uh, expressed by the numbers. That's why I said, read the relations, find the relation among numbers, and read the story behind. That's mm-hmm. basically it. It's quite interesting because when I ask that question, um, a lot of people really don't know you on a personal level, and they know you as the person in the headlines back in 2011 and 2012. Um, and I think what you have, this, uh, how you describe yourself um, puts into context or emphasizes the idea of intersectionality, that all the all the identities that you've mentioned, you're a mom, you're a painter, you're a dancer, you're an auditor, um, all those make up who you are. And I appreciate how uh, you value also how your work is also speaking for who you are. And that's often missed out um, when we try to project or we try to let other people know who we are. You're very passionate. You're very passionate about um, auditing, you're very passionate about, about fighting. About working for government. About working, working for, for government, government. That's, yeah. That's in general. In fact, yes. I always want my children to work in government. No? Yun yung kakaiba. Kaya nga parati akong tinatanong, bakit mahal na mahal mo yung gobyerno? And I always say, isa lang yung gobyerno natin. Eh. Can you imagine ko walang magmamahal sa kanya? So I, I'm right. always as passionate as I am. Whether I'm asked to talk about uh, public service, whether I'm invited in a private forum, whether I'm talking about about um, whether I'm talking among new graduates, whether I'm talking in international organization, naraging dumalabas yung pagiging public servant. Sa akin, yeah. I, if there's one thing na mahal na mahal ko, that is about my being a public servant more than anything else. And so jumping from that, uh, how would you describe your values formation and what was the most influential experiences that contributed to who you are right now and your passion for public service? Uh, parati kong ikinikwento ito. Ano, of course, um, the very person influential in my life, of course, is my father and then yung mother ko. Ano, my father is a policeman. Pero alam mo yung policeman ng araw, kakaiba sa mga policeman ngayon eh. Yung policeman ng araw sa ordinaryong bayan, talagang iginagalang. Alam mo yung ginagalang, yung 
it goes down hanggang sa mga kaapo-apuhan. Parang sasabihin, ay naku, mm-hmm. anak yan ni Katitong, yung matandang pulis. Uh, it goes with respect, no? And then parang people obey kung ano man yung ano. Talagang nire-respeto. So, lumaki ako ng ganun, na naka-ano naka, sa likod ko yung anak yan ni Mang Titong, yung pulis, ni, ni Katitong na pulis, no? And then there's this story na, Lagi ko sinasabi, kami, wala kami magkakapatid at uh, hindi naman kami, talagang hindi kami mayaman, wala kaming pera dahil pulis lang ang tatay ko, nanay ko, ordinaryo lang na may bahay. Uh, pag binibigyan kami ng baon, kami magkakapatid, hindi kami binibigyan ng kunyari, o oh, ito, tatlong piso, isa-isa, hindi ganon. Uh, hindi ko alam, Reg, kung alam mo yung black magic eh. It's a chocolate, you can research it. Yung black magic mm-hmm. na nire-regalo yun sa mga nandiligaw ng araw. Nung araw, kumbaga yan yung parang Hershey. Ngayon siguro yung parang Hershey, no? So mm-hmm. most of the time, marami akong kapatid na mas matanda sa akin, uh, may mga naliligaw sa kanila. Ang favorite na pang regalo nun yung Black Magic Chocolate and it's in a box. no So syempre, alam mo na, yung mga poor, mahilig mag-ipon ng mga lata-lata, ng mga, alam mo na, so kasama dun yung nanay-tatay ko. So ang style ng father ko is, nandun yung coins doon sa lata ng Black Magic. And pag pumasok ako doon sa room, nandun yung coins, I will have to get my share yun ang lagi ko sinasabi. Sa akin, it, it, ang very, very clear sa aking memory na parang pag pumasok ako doon sa room, kukuha ako ng baon. Walang nakatingin. Walang, siyempre, meron bang CCTV sa mahirap at saka hindi naman uso yun, di ba? So, papasok ako, alam kong walang nakatingin. Pero never akong nag-attempt or never akong natukso. Magkaiba yun, no? Na-attempt at saka natukso. Never akong natukso ng kumuha ng more than my share. Why? Because I know na kapag sinobrahan ko yung kinuha ko, may kapatid ako na mawawalan or magkukulang ang baon and chances are hindi siya makakapasok or hindi siya makakakain sa recess. Kasi saktong-sakto yung baon namin eh. I remember kung uh, 20 cents ang baon mo, eh 10 cents sa umaga, 10 cents sa hapon. Kasi dalawa yung recess noon. May recess sa umaga, may recess sa hapon. So yung 10 cents, okay na yung pambili ng merienda, tapos komisan, abutin ka doon ng lunch eskwela, hindi bili ka na rin ng pwede mong pananghalian. Hindi naman yun yung mga sinasabi nating mamahali na lunch. Yun talagang simple-simple na pantangkutom lang. So, pag na alam ko na kumuha ako ng more than that, alam ko na yung kapatid ko hindi makakakain ng breakfast or lunch, no? Uh, or uh, merienda. So, to me, sabi ko, pag niligay mo siya sa mas malawak na perspektibo, Ganun din yung lipunan, di ba? If you get something that you do not deserve or hindi para sa'yo, meron kang aagawang estudyante na pwedeng hindi makapag-aral sapagkat magpukulang ang number of public schools. May aagawang ka in terms of public health sapagkat merong mga pera para sa pang-vaccination na hindi mapupunta sa vaccination so magpukulang ang pwedeng maturukan. O kaya ang health centers na itatayo ay magpukulang. So, sa akin yun yung napakalinaw na experience ko nung bata. And we were trained that way, no? Never, siguro wala kahit isa sa amin yung nag-attempt or nag-ano nag na kumuha ng sobra sa nakatakda para sa amin dahil alam namin na may magugutom sa aming kapatid. So, if we are in a society, ganun sa amin natin na public na advocated over many competing needs and so and sakto or may kulang pa yung ating resource. So, if we look uh, at it that way, then siguro mahirap mangurapot, mahirap kumuha ng hindi para sa'yo. Yun lang. Tapos yun nga, yung parating joke natin na uh, kailangan pakainin mo yung anak mo ng iyong pinagpawisan. Ibig sabihin, uh, yun na paulit-ulit na sinasabi, be, 
wag kang lalaki na uh, i ano sinasabi niya na ano daw uh, pag pinakain mo daw yung anak mo nang nakaw uh, meron daw karma na mangyayari so yun nga meron siyang ano doon meron siyang example yung daw manok na kahig ng kahig at tuka ng tuka pero hindi nagbibigay o ano eh pumuputok daw ang butse so I'm so afraid of that. Mula bata ako. That's why siguro naka-form yun sa akin. At siguro nga yun din ang naging dahilan kung maging, bakit ako naging auditor. But to tell you, Reg, hindi ko naman gusto maging accountant. <laughs> gusto kong maging doktor. Kaya lang, eh, wala kaming pera. Hindi, kami, hindi ako pwedeng makaaral sa Maynila. Tapos yung skwelahan namin sa probinsya, ang ino-offer lang ay uh, ano to, Bachelor of Science in Social Welfare at saka Bachelor of Arts, no? Eh, tsaka Bachelor of Science in Commerce. Eh, syempre, parang tsaka ata nursing. Hindi ko naman gusto mag-nursing. Hindi rin ako rin naman gusto mag-social work. Hindi naman ako social. So, mas gusto ko na lang. Kinuha ko na lang yung commerce tapos lagi nga sinasabi din ng kapatid ko na, oh, hindi nawawala ng trabaho yung commerce kasi parating may negosyo. At tsaka, makakatulong ka kaagad kay nanay at kay tatay kasi nga wala nga kami masyadong pera. So, that's basically it. And somehow, I believe those are the foundation for which I I grew up parang ganyan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to share as well ma'am no. Uh, my f- grandfather is also a uh, provincial auditor back in the 80s. Ah, talaga? Uh, yes ma'am sa Cagayan Valley. Um and my dad was also an accountant. So when I was choosing sa college noon, uh, I really wanted to take accountancy. Uh, wala na kasi ma'am yung commerce eh. Di ba? Commerce major in accountancy, major in economics. So, wala na gano'n ma'am. BS accountancy na. Um, when I took the upcat, I didn't make it. And then I realized, um, maybe it's not for me. Maybe accountancy is not for me. Um, but I really wanted to become a CPA and then become a CPA lawyer. Kasi I saw my grandfather na... Kala ko lang, ang baba-baba ng grades ko sa accounting. Nilulog na ako teacher ko sa accounting. Sabi niya sa akin, kung ngayon daw ako kuku... Kung yun daw ngayon pag-susukatan uh, eh, yung grades na nakuha ko, hindi ako makakapag-major sa accounting eh. Kasi nga, hindi ko siya love. Mahirap. Love ko talaga is science. I, I, I like to take up medicine. Gusto ko mag-BS physical therapy. Kaya lang, okay. eh, wala naman kami nga. No? So, yun na lang ang ano. And I think it was meant siguro. Kaya nangyari yun. Oo. Pero hmm. hindi ako performer. Uh, <laughs> average student lang ako. <laughs> right. That I think that would give inspiration to our listeners who was, yeah. would also want to become accountants. <laughs> That's why it's very very difficult. Ang naging passion ko is uh, accounting in a different way. That's why ang definition ko ng accounting is it's about relation of numbers. It's about relationship. Mm-hmm. Everything anyway is relational, diba? right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it would be easier understanding it that way. Um, but ko, there must be a way by which we can teach accounting in a simple manner. Just from that story alone, uh, would you say that your dad and the way that you were raised um, is the motivation that make that want that made you want to become a public servant, regardless if it was you know through accounting or through med- the medical field? And what was the most challenging, or what were the most challenging um, uh, experiences when you became a state auditor? Well, of course, uh, siyempre, part yun, no? Uh, it's my training as a child. It's the environment when I'm growing up. Na, yun nga, my father is a policeman. Tapos, uh, parang, uh, nagkikwento siya ng mga nangyayari, of course, sa local government. So, parang, ano na ako, aware na ako how the municipality operates, di ba? So, masama ako sa kanya. Kasama ako, nag-iinventaryo ako ng mga preso. 
<laughs> maliit pa ako, mahiling na ako mag-inventaryo. So, yeah. Well, in terms of challenging uh, uh, challenges or challenging experiences, marami yan eh. I have been threatened, I have been, ano, uh, tinutukan ako ng baril habang nasa bus. Naranasan ko rin na naging state witness, di ba? Nag-enter ako ng witness protection program. Pero of course, uh, ang kaibahan nun, uh, tinry ko as much as possible na hindi tumanggap ng resources from the government. Kasi nga parang sa akin, kulang na kulang na ng resources sa government tapos pukunin mo pa. And I'm saying this para i-highlight na yung yung kadakilaan ng Filipino spirit. Kasi during the time that I was on witness protection program, it's the private sector taking care of me. People pulling in their cars para iba-iba yung sasakyan na sumusundo sa akin at ginagamit ko para hindi kaagad machak yung, yung movement ko. Uh, ito yung pagkakataon na, saka siguro ito, pwede kong i-plug. Yung Luyong, yung Luyong restaurant, para sa yung Marikina. Yes, ma'am. Still, hindi na pababayaran. So, hiyang-hiya ako kasi I know it's business. Eh. Naman sa Marikina, uh, sensitive tayo dyan eh. If it's busy business, we also want help. Pero yung may-ari ng Luyong, napakabait niyan. Lagi niya sinasabi, Naku ma'am, kung malapit ka lang dito sa amin, ano ba naman padalang kita sa bahay at araw ng pagkain kung ito lang yung maging provision ko for nation building. I'm not only plugging this, I'm saying this kasi kailangan nating buhayin itong mga values na to. Kailangan nating uh, iparkita na hindi ka mag-isa kapag gumagawa ka ng tama. Maraming nakikisama, maraming nakikiramay. And I have experienced that. Pupunta ka sa palengke, yung mga mag-iisda, isisilid nila, babalutin nila yung isda na ano, isisilid nila sa palengke mo at sasabihin na, kumam, ito lang ho yung maiiambag ko at ako yung natatouch ng husto kasi parang feeling ko, they're there, yun na yung buhay nila, yun na yung uh, ano nila. And yet, they don't mind giving it na for free, ano, talagang isisilid sa basket mo. And I went outside of the country, may nakakilala din, dun sa isang, ano, sa duty free, bigla ako nilang binalutan ng chocolate. Of course, naku, hindi ho, hindi ho ako bibili. Hindi ho, ito ho yung contribution ko kasi kahit pa paano ho, na, natutuwa ho ako sa ginawa nyo. Hindi ko ito pinagyayabang in the, na para bang ang galing-galing ko, ang husay-husay ko, sikat na sakit ako. That's not the point. The point is, when you do something good, when people realize that what you're doing is for them, they're also willing to contribute. And I think these are the very things or these are the values that we want to to share para naman makita ng mga kabataan. Yun yung sa akin. Not so much on, not putting the limelight on who I am or what I'm doing, but more on doing good begets kindness. Uh, so yun, mga challenges na sinabi ko, nag-audit ako ng Onomous Regents from Muslim Mindanao. So, awa uh, ng Diyos, natatag natin yung mga bagay na ganyan. Uh, siguro dahil isa lang yung sikreto. When I deal with them, I deal with them sincerely. I mean, upfront, no? So, sabi ko na ito ho kasi yan, et cetera, et cetera. And you are, of course, guided by facts and figures, no? So, and then alam nila na seryoso ka at alam nilang wala kang ibang agenda. So, you know, it's easier that way. Kasi when uh, your auditors um, learn to appreciate your sincerity and then, of course, the, the, the facts behind what you, what you have found They respect your opinion and they respect your audit report. In fact, they appreciate your audit action. So, yun yung mga challenges, marami. Uh, nung uli, as commissioner, ang challenge mo na lang is, of course, when you try to introduce reform, sa kahit na anong bureaucracy at any one time, hindi madali mag-introduce ng reform. Kasi, sabi nga ng ano dati, ng dating presidente, no? when you shake someone's uh, rice bowl, 
maraming magre-react at maraming lalaban. Ano? Ganon din yon when you introduce uh, reforms in the bureaucracy. Pero may sikreto yun eh. Parati kong sinasabi eh. Uh, in introducing reforms in the bureaucracy, do not treat the insider as something na kalaban or yung mga dapat, yung party to be blamed for what happened. Treat them as part of the solution. Uh, the only challenge is how do you make them feel that you are one with them and what they're doing actually is for them. Yun yung critical lessons ko when, when I was uh, appointed as commissioner. So ano naman yung challenge ko, commissioner? Siyempre, at that time, uh, I need to be confirmed. No? So kailangan ko makonfirm kasi constitutional commission. Eh, at that time, inilabas yung work barrel report. So unlike ngayon na napaka-active ng social media at medyo people can appreciate facts and ano, no? noon wala pa masyado eh, no? So, ang muli pa nun, ang medyo masakit pa nun, syempre, yung media nun, hati, ano? may mga media ang alam mo na, na hindi gusto na sabing lahat, pero may mga media na kasama sa mga, allow, kasama sa mga alam mo na, allowances ng mga ano. So, sila yung nag-spin ng ano. Ikaw naman, wala ka namang allowance for media and everything. So, of course, napakahirap para makonfirm kasi it was at that time na kai-issue lang ng pork barrel uh, reports namin. So, ang lakas din ng demolition against them. So, yun siguro yung akin learning. Hindi ko mo alam mo na malinis ka at tama ang sinasabi mo. Wala kang problema. Ang masakit, mas masakit pa nga. Kasi parang a lot of times natanong ko yung sarili ko, bakit po sino yung matino at na may mabuting intention para sa gobyerno? Sila yung nahihirapang magtagal. Para sa mga masasama, mga walang niya, madali lang kasi may objective sila eh. They want to earn and they want to power. Gusto mo lang talaga yung tunay na maglingkod. Hindi ako nagbubuhat ng bangko. I'm not saying I'm the only one or that's enough. Ang sinasabi ko lang is it is very difficult for someone with a good heart and a good intention to work inside. Kasi you cannot expect na it will be smooth sailing. Kabaliktaran eh. It's easier to stick around if you have other agenda, if you have other motivating factors, if you have personal motivating factors, it will be too difficult kung talagang too noble yung intention mo. Kasi mas marami, mas, mas mahirap kalabanin yung masasama dahil mas organized sila kesa mm-hmm. sa mabubuti, right? You've mm-hmm. seen it in social media, right? Yes. Mas organized um, yung mga walang niya yeah. kesa sa mga ano. At mas tumataya, <laughs> ah. Mas tumataya yeah. ang mga walang niya yung nakakalungkot. Kung ng Diyos, uh, nakukuha sa dasal at sa tamang intention. Just from that point, um, I also resonate with that with that particular sentiment, the frustration. Um, because, uh, well, part one, I'm also part of government or I was part of government until just this, this December. And oftentimes, the the response, especially of the younger generation who works in government, when they don't like what's happening anymore is to leave. Um, and I know a lot of people in our generation who really wants to be in government, but they cannot stand the exactly. things that's happening. Uh, so they leave. And it's ha- it's sad and it's very unfortunate because we're branded as job hoppers. We, we jump from one job um, to the other, but it's not because we don't want commitment or we don't want mm-hmm. to be in that organization and help, but we just don't know how to respond to the environment that is putting so much pressure on us or putting so much stress on us. And 
I would appreciate, I, and, I, and I appreciate what you mentioned, that if you do good, you really can't expect that everything is smooth sailing. Um, for one, for instance, my grandfather um, was shot dead in 1987 uh, because of um, not agreeing to certain contractors um, back in our province. And just recently, just last year, my uncle also was shot dead. Uh, he was the um, uh, director of the National Mental Health um, and they were just doing their job, basically. They were just doing their job. They were exposing the corruption that was happening. And yet, why is it that they are treated that way? And it's very difficult for me to, to grasp that as a public servant. And I was thinking, if I go the same line, uh, when, when my, my uncle died, um, if, if I go the same line, if I go against these people, I might end up like them. I might end up you know, being killed along the way. And that really hurts me because it discourages people to go into government. It discourages people to serve this country and really make a change in, in, the, in the bureaucracy. Um, so I really appreciate that very honest um, description that when you do good, uh, you really can't expect uh, everything to be smooth sailing. But if I think if we get that critical mass of people, as you mentioned, getting allies, getting people inside agencies uh, to help us build uh, that coalition and build that change that we want to see, then maybe we could move forward with that. Have you thought of what your purpose is in, in this, in, in life, you know, your purpose? And when did you realize that this was it, this is my purpose, and I have to pursue this, regardless of what other people might think about me. Uh, siguro nung ano, nung, uh, kahit nung auditor pa ako, alam ko na yun eh, kasi ang lagi ko sinasabi, of course, uh, maririnig mo yan eh, I mean, you've been in government, maririnig mo yan, nako eh, bakit naman kailangan mo pang magpakamartir, ang mga martir, pinapatay, binabaril sa bagong bayan, etc., etc. And I will say, kahit naman anong gawin mo, pagdating sa taas, sila-sila yung mag-uusap dyan, bali wala yung ano, but I have this as a response. Like ko sinasabi, basta pag nawala ako at uh, nakaharap ko yung creator ko, I can tell him na uh, when, uh, when I was there, I can assure you that I did my best up to my level. Yun lang yung sa akin. Uh, and lagi ko sinasabi, hindi ko kayang sagutan yung higher level sa akin. Basta ang parati kong titingnan, nagawa ko ba yung dapat kong gawin? Hindi ko sabihin, naibigay ko ba yung dapat kong ibigay? Yun lang. I could not serve the government half-hearted. Eh. Hindi ko pwedeng sabihin na nandito ako tapos, hindi, hindi ko naibibigay yung ano ko. Hanggang dito lang ako kasi baka mapatay ako. Hindi pwedeng ganun eh. I would rather get out. So sa akin is, uh, basta ang sa aking pamantayan, uh, ganito yung aking pag-iisip eh. If we believe that everything happens not by coincidence but because it is the will of God, no? Then, ang tingin ko, lahat ng audit assignments na napunta sa akin is also his will. Kasi hindi naman ako namimili ng assignment. Eh. Ibig sabihin, ikaw, nanay ka, may tatlo kang anak, tatanggap ka ng assignment sa Autonomous Region for Muslim Mindanao. Of course, if you can say no, pwede. Hindi, no? Kasi syempre, alam mong delikado yun. Uh, kung ma-assign ako sa military, uh, will I say no? Hindi. Wala, I couldn't remember any assignment na tinanggihan ko. Simply because I believe na uh, everything happens for a reason. So ang tingin ko, lahat ng audit assignment ko, there is a reason. And going back, parang totoo eh. Kasi nung, you know that I was as, as I was appointed as Undersecretary General for United Nations, Internal Oversight Services, right? And you know, bakit? Kasi nakita nila yung experience ko when I audited the AFP, specifically the UN Reimbursement Fund, the Peacekeeping Reimbursement Fund. So parang ang puntos ko, 
pagtiningnan mo, yung yung nangyari sa akin nagpunta ako ng yun is connected to a previous assignment of mine. Na nung ginagawa ko, wala akong ano, wala akong naisip, hindi ko naisip na ay pagkala ito ginawa ko, mapupunta ako sa UN at pupunta ako ng New York. I have no idea. At ang nakakatawa pa dyan, at that time, passionate na passionate akong sundan yung documents. That's why I wanted to go to New York. I wanted to go to United Nations to get the documents that will firm up my findings nung nag-audit ako. But of course, hindi ako pinayagan, di ba? Kasi akala nila, gusto ko lang, mama, gusto ko lang mamasahe at uh, bumiyahe sa Amerika. Eh, alam mo, sa gobyerno, hindi naman pwedeng basta mo ka lang magbiyahe, no? And I was so frustrated kasi sa akin, parang yung binibuild ko na audit findings, parang sure ako na yung documents na, yung kumbaga puzzle, you're building a puzzle, yung, yung, yung missing piece, I can find it in ano. And to think, na yung pupuntahan ko where the document is, is the office na kung saan ako maa-appoint. And I will be the head, di ba? Right. Sino mo naman ang nagbibisign yan kung hindi ka maniwala na talagang may just na behind all these things. Now, of course, I couldn't blame young people like you for leaving the government. Kasi a lot of times nangyari sa akin yan, ilang beses akong umalis ng kowa. Kasi syempre, hindi, hindi, hindi madali yung kabataan mo, punong-puno ka ng idealism, You're so young, marami kang ideals, and then you're seeing the opposite of what you believe in, right? And I'm often asked, how do you reconcile that? I always say, stay focused. Stay focused on what is inside of you, right? You enter government with a vision, with your own vision, with your own idea of why do you want to serve, and keep focus on that. Keep that aflame. Yun ang lagi ko sinasabi sa, kapag nag, uh, ano, ako sa mga bagong recruits namin. Kung ano man yung dahilan kung bakit kayo pumasok dito, and I hope it's positive, keep it in your heart and keep it aflame, no? keep it burning. Kung dumating yung time sa parang hindi mo siya makita, magpahinga ka, pero buhayin mo ulit. Papagningasin mo ulit. Papagapuyin mo ulit. Parang rumble din, di ba? Sa una, ano ka lang, parang observe-observe uh, ka muna. Nag-iipon ka ng lakas. Once na nakakita ka ng lakas, babalikan mo yung passion mo. Bakit ka nagre-rumble, 'di ba? And this time, mas may epekta, mas merong kang impact, 'no? Kasi combine na 'yung passion mo, experience, at 'yung nabuong emotion doon sa 'yong naging karanasan. I wish I I was able to talk to you before I made the decision to leave <laughs> because it actually enlightened me. That's why I'm teaching. That's why I'm teaching, not for anything else, but because I would like to inspire people to Serve the government. At parati ko sinasabi, serve the government with a clean heart, with a pure heart. Right. There is no other way to do it. 